Welcome to Reality and Talks. My name is Gary McGuey, high school practice leader for Franklin Covey Education. Each week, we're here to take on the real challenges of teen life. Let's talk. Welcome to part two of our three-part episode related to unconscious bias. Last week, the team discussed how to identify bias. Uh, they shared if we have a brain, we have a bias. They also talked about how bias is a preference uh, in favor or, or against a person, a thing or a group compared with another. And it can have both negative and or positive consequences. This week's episode, we're moving from identifying bias, which the principle there was self-awareness to cultivate connection. And the principle today's discussion is around openness. So team, welcome. Uh, appreciate you being here. Um, just curious, what are your initial thoughts uh, when we reflect back on this piece around Cultivate Connections? When thinking back on our discussions about Cultivating Connections, I think the biggest point is to explore outside of yourself and to explore maybe those things you don't really see as big biases, but maybe more of the smaller things. And that's gonna get into in-group bias and all those other things we're gonna discuss. So I think just exploring outside of yourself. Nice, thank you, Mary Catherine. The third, first thing I think of when cult the words cultivating con connection is just uh, just putting your, yourself out there and being uncomfortable uh, instead of getting out of your comfort zone. Cause um, you know, meeting new people and strangers and trying to connect to other people isn't always easy. So the first thing I think of is just getting out of your comfort zone and getting out of what you're, you're normal with. I think one of the first things I thought when we started talking about connections and things like that was seeing uh, and understanding how we are so similar to other people, despite how different we might think we are to them. So team, let's just play I won't say devil's advocate, but let's just, just say, okay, I, I understand that I have some biases. I have a brain, I have some biases, but can I just fix these on my own? Doesn't that, is that, is that, is that good enough? How would you respond to that? I would say part of bias is it's created on your own thinking. Mm -hmm. So if you try to disrupt those thoughts on your own thinking, you're just going to come back to the same thing. So you can't, um, you can't change your bias without new information. I think that's the key is new information. You have to have something else coming in to either support or um, contradict what you already think. So that's why you can't just fix it on your own, on your own um, conclusions. You have to have new information. Yeah, and it kind of goes back to what we talked about last episode is you're always going to look for information that supports your theory and your previous biases. So if you, if you think you're going to fix it on yourself, you're always going to think you're right and you're never going to be wrong. So you're always going to need that third person or that other person to give you a different experience or new information to either counteract or support the, the biases that you already have. When you isolate yourself, I think that's really what I took away. When you isolate yourself, you isolate your mind from new ideas and new concepts. And that's the same thing with, oh, I'll just solve this on my own. You can't because you won't have someone else to be there. Well, this is why it's wrong. And here's my perspective on the issue. Here's my life perspective, what I've experienced. You can't get that from reading books or things like that unless they're really well written and by the right people. Nice. 
And, and I think it's also what I'm hearing you say in, in so many words, we all have blind spots, right? We all have blind spots. And sometimes we, we think we're adjusting, but no, no, we really need to tap into others to help us see past these biases. Um, we watched a video, remember the video called All of Us, where we had the different groups and we, we started finding out how people, we, we, we have more in, 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 we make greater connections than we really recognize initially. What are your initial thoughts around this, this term, which we talked about in identifying bias, in-group bias? Could you just remind us what that means, in-group bias? The simplest way I like to think of it as we know our, our own groups, our own people better. So we have a better understanding of who they are and what they are. Well, if we look at a different group, we might be like, well, why do they do that? Why do they dress like that? Why do they talk like that? Why do they do this, that? And we start to develop that judgment of, mm, well, I think I like my group better. And then it turns into different things like uh, prejudice and all that other the jazz, you know? Yeah. To be that kind of off of what Jorge, what Jorge said, um, I think it's also just lack of knowledge, not necessarily like understanding, but I just don't know what they're about. Like, I know what I'm about. I know what we do. I know when we do this, it means whatever. But when they do it, I don't know what it means. I don't know what their motives are. So I think just the lack of information and you can't have understanding without information. So that's why we have to explore outside of ourselves so we can find that other information and therefore gain understanding about those people. It talks about, I just remember that video, it talks about that there's, there's more than connects us than, when, than what we think. What are your thoughts on that? There's more than connects us than what we think. I think people always are quick to judge. So when someone doesn't look like you, you're not going to be, you're not going to have that curiosity to get to know them. And they might seem so much different, but at the end of the day, they have, might have more similarities than out of anybody else that you know. So you really is kind of what Mary Catherine was saying, the lack of information, but also the lack of effort as well. We also have to put our foot out and, try to learn and try to make those connections as well. So team, as we're talking about cultivating connections, the two, the two words that we uh, were, were focusing on, Dylan, you mentioned the word curiosity, but also empathy. Empathy is, is our heart. Curiosity is our head. What are your thoughts around when you hear these two words, empathy and curiosity in the spirit of cultivate connections? If you're too curious, but have little empathy, you will just seem like, you want to know, but not actually retain it. If you're too empathic, but not actually curious about anything, you're just going to help the people near you. If you have a good and healthy combination of being curious and having good empathy, not only will you establish connections with people maybe you didn't even expect to have connections with, but you'll also be able to understand them a lot better and sort of see how your own unconscious biases are wrong and then fill them in with new biases that are good. I definitely agree with what Jorge said. And I want to add to that. When you have very high curiosity with very low empathy, you could even stumble across some things that are insensitive. Like you'll begin to ask questions in a way that will be received wrong, or you might not read the room well. So I think a balance of both is extremely important, especially when talking to people that you don't 
um, identify with, whether it be racially or economically or whatever. Yeah, that, it almost starts to feel like you're interrogating them if you keep asking mm-hmm. questions without the empathy, right? Yeah. Yeah, and you have to find that healthy balance because if you're too quick to be curious without actually getting to know the person and you're just like, well, what's this? Why do you do this? Like, people are going to get scared. They're going to be like, okay, you need to chill out. I'm not yeah. going to answer any more of your questions. And that's just going to leave you if you're un- like your own biases. And you might even feel bad about it. And it might further your own biases. So just take it with patience and just be calm with it. So team, another activity we, we experienced was, we, what do we call it? The, the network audit, where we started looking at our, I'll use the term inner circle of friends, our top eight to 10 friends. And then we started looking whether they are the same or different where it comes to age or, or uh, color, education, uh, gender, um, personality, physical ability. What did we learn from that activity? I learned I think, that I, oh, go ahead. no, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I, was, I was just going to say, I think we learned that, you know, you, once you do self-reflection, you know, you start to realize, wow, I, my, my inner circle is a lot of people that look like me, talk like me, have similar upbringings as me. And you, you start to think, well, okay, what do I need to do different? Am I being biased to the only people that I look like and I'm not making an effort to other people? So I think that's kind of what I think of. Exactly. I was going to say the same thing. Um, but one thing I did notice about mine is that some of them are not necessarily helpful and some of them are. Like I noticed that most of the people in my group were the same race, same age, which I should explore more. I should expand my circle more. But also I noticed that most of the people were interested in the same career path as I was. And that can be helpful. So we have to notice those things. We have to notice those differences and say, okay, these, I should, I should do a little bit more, but these are helpful to me. These, we can talk about the same things. We're interested in the same topic so it can grow us together. Nice. And I will add, don't get scared if your your own group is too similar to you or isn't as diverse. Don't go up, go around cutting off your friends because, well, I have to diversify my, my friend group. So I can't talk to you anymore. No, don't do that. You know, just seek out those new connections, you know, at, you know, you already have a group. Maybe it's not a savers. See where you can add. Maybe you can talk to another friend or see if the friend has another friend and just kind of go from there. So maybe it's more about expanding your, your, your group, right? Nice. More about expanding and not contracting it. Nice. So, so team, you know, brilliant, brilliant comments, brilliant discussion. Um, and we, we always like to, uh, leave a, a nugget, a something for our, a concrete suggestion for our audience. Um, what would you say is the one takeaway, one thing you'd really want the audience to dial into when we're talking about Cultivate Connections? So for me, I would say do a self-reflection, like do the exercise that we did. And so what we do is we wrote down the like our eight or 10 closest friends, and we saw um, the similarities between them. So when you do that, you get to explore, okay, I hang around these people or those people. And then you can see, like Jorge said, you can see whether I need to expand or whether these are good or bad or destructive or helpful or whatever. So go and do that, do that self-reflection, and then you can see who you're hanging around and what your circle really looks like. 
don't be afraid to make connections. Um, it can seem scary at first, even if like the world's being like, well, you need more connections than you like. like we did an episode on peer pressure and like, if you're like being pressured into it, you know, don't feel pressured into it. Um, you'll eventually discover it slowly and peacefully as you get to learn more people, do more research. And it shouldn't be something that you should be ashamed of if you're like, uh, you don't have a diverse group of friends or you're not really where, aware of other people's cultures. Just take it and learn it. And people are here to help you do that. No one's going to judge you as you're doing it. Hmm. When you're finding new connections, just make sure you you have a great balance of curiosity, but also empathy as well. So Tim, I just, just first of all, let me say thank you very much. Uh, once again, extremely um, chock full of information, wisdom, not too overwhelming what you're talking about here, right? I'm hearing expand your, be, be open, be willing to expand. Uh, I heard this empathy, curiosity piece, and, uh, and also be cognizant to this in-group bias sometimes, right? How we tend to like people and, and, and who, who look like us, act like us, and be willing to expand that in order to deal with unconscious bias. Does that sound about right? All right, my friends, thank you so much, guys. Great job, as always. And uh, we will see you next week talking about um, choosing courage, the third part of our episode. Take care. Bye-bye. Let's reflect back on Cultivate Connection. I'd like to thank the team for sharing your thoughts and wisdom related to Cultivate Connection. Um, let's reflect back on some key takeaways. Uh, first of all, it's important to explore, to get out of our comfort zone. Be a little uncomfortable when it comes to how to cultivate connections. Secondly, we need others to help us recognize our own biases and be open to cultivate meaningful connections. If we feel we can fix them on our own, we're limiting ourselves. Lastly, let's continue to develop the ability to model both empathy and curiosity. These skills help us recognize and address our biases. Reality and check time. Listening to the group explore and reflect on Cultivate Connection it's only when we connect with people who are different from us that we can see past bias. We tend to like to be around people who look and act like us while judging others who are different. When we practice both empathy and curiosity, we are able to recognize and address bias, both in ourselves and others. Continue to be open to addressing our blind spots. Let's choose to expand our network of friends. Let's continue to learn from others. Until next week, let's talk. Thanks for tuning in. Subscribe to Reality Talks on YouTube, Apple, or Spotify, and leave a review or comment. We'd love to hear from you.